0: Hi, in today's show we're talking to David Lyons, a bodybuilder, trainer, and gym owner who was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at the age of 47. We're going to hear about how his physical body declined, but how he was still able to turn that around and become a successful bodybuilder again, and focus on clients with MS or physical challenges. Hopefully it'll help you feel inspired that even if you have a hardship, you could turn that into a niche market and something you're passionate about. And you're gonna learn how to create opportunities, passive income opportunities, without being a marketing expert, doing things like creating your own certification, creating your own online training program, or even licensing your workout videos to an online membership site. So it's a lot of interesting ways in making passive income for your fitness expertise. It's a great episode, so stay tuned. fitness coaches get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online create multiple streams of income by training clients online selling challenges and growing your membership this is the fitness business secrets podcast and i'm your host christy oshita i've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing sales and operations Let's grow your sales and your clients. Hey, before we get to the show, I'll just share a little bit what's been going on with me. So on Friday, I literally kept falling asleep as I was reading, I was trying to read books on how to create a good webinar and I could not stay awake. I felt such low energy and I'm not sure if it was because I was getting off my meds from the rash or I just was tired of working <laughs> so I basically started to have a lot of self-criticism that carried over into Saturday and even Sunday and it was this dark cloud that made me doubt everything about myself and I started to wonder if I was capable was I ever going to finish this challenge and you know was were people going to listen to this podcast darn it. And it was, you know, to be honest, really, really hard because everything started to scare me. I didn't want to do anything because I started to feel just not good enough. And then on Sunday, in the middle of this darkness, my brother sent me this indie song singer-songwriter on YouTube who named Sue Lee. She writes songs such as I Feel a Little Ugly Today and Feeling I, I'm a little sad tonight, and it was really, I guess, comforting that she's just saying I'm not perfect, and she's leaning really hard into being dorky, which I could do that, too, and it, it was really comforting, and then today, you know, I just, I was like, I gotta just work out and have faith that I'm gonna tap into my positive voice, and and it helped, um, and so what I realized is that as trainers, we're more than just fitness coaches, we are life coaches. And I really needed someone to just reach out to me and be like, you can do this, I believe in you, you know, let's start moving, let's get into our body, and you can take on the world. And that's what you are as a trainer, you're someone who really encourages them in their health and their life. But the thing is, is people don't really like to pay for life coaching, maybe directly, but they're kind of more willing to pay for fitness that comes with this sort of life coaching transformation aspect. So number one, we have to tap into that. We have to tap into our social media posts and our communications to both be fitness and life oriented. And then the second thing is that we need to realize that that that's important because we overestimate the challenges that probably we'd face and that our clients are facing today. Many are not feeling great because they're socially isolated and it's probably stressful financially because of what's happening with the economy and all I wanted for me my cloud of darkness was you know light to shine in and not to feel bad about what I was going through in that little positivity that I finally found like just helped me so much and I know that when you bring your positive positive light to other people whether it's through your social media posts maybe some free classes that really helps them and you're really being a fitness and a life coach and that if you can lean into that and do challenges and fun things and great content that taps into that you will definitely get more clients. So that's my aha for the weekend and I think I'm a little bit more positive and happier now Um, and I hope you guys have a great week and enjoy the show. So we have a real treat today because I'm talking to David Lyons. He has turned a debilitating diagnosis of multiple sclerosis into his own personal mission, inspiration story, and even really successful niche fitness business. Up until his 40s, his late 40s, David was a muscle guy, excelling in bodybuilding and owning fitness centers. However, at the age of 47, he was suddenly dealing with multiple sclerosis, a debilitating disease that causes nerve damage and leads to vision loss, pain, fatigue, and impaired coordination. However, instead of giving up his passions, he pushed forward and at the age of 50 competed in a bodybuilding competition while struggling with MS. He ended up winning the most inspirational award for that competition. Then in 2012, David and his wife Kendra created the MS Fitness Challenge, which offers free online fitness training to anyone with MS or other chronic health conditions. And it's from trainers who know how to deal with those physical challenges. David is also the author of David's Goliath, an autobiography story of his journey with MS and his own fitness book, Everyday Health and Fitness with Multiple Sclerosis. David is also the Senior Fitness Director for MS Workouts, an online membership site that provides strength training workouts for those battling MS. He's also the creator of the MS Fitness Training Specialist course, which is a certification for trainers who want to work with clients with MS and has already certified over 100 trainers with that course. And if you could imagine there's more, there is more. In addition, he is producing a t- TV series called The Reset Plan with the fitness icon and actor Lou Ferrigno. Did I say that right? It's <laughs> <laughs> Frigno, thank you. With <laughs> he's doing that TV show with fitness icon and actor Lou Frigno and his uh, and Lou's daughter uh, Shauna Frigno. It's hard to imagine that there could be more, but he's actually just launched another business called Optimal Personal Fitness, Optimal Body Personal Fitness, and it's an online membership site, which again is a niche. He focuses f- focuses on the 50 plus community to transform their body and health through a customized workout plan and nutrition support. So I am so excited to have David on the show. David, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good, Christy. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Awesome. So I am just dying to know, just from your start, you know, what's your background and what were you doing literally before you were diagnosed?
1: Well, my background is is fitness. I, I've always been an athlete. Uh, before I even became a bodybuilder in my 20s, I was a uh, boxer, a uh, competitive boxer, and a martial artist. And later on in my life, I got into bodybuilding. And from that point, I started um, my gym chain, which ended up owning eight different gyms all across the United States. And, you know, when I got this diagnosis, when I was 47 years old, in 2006, you know, I was healthy, it it really caught me um, off guard. It wasn't something that I expected to happen so I was busy you know doing what I was doing in the fitness uh, industry but I was also a television producer and I was working on some TV series when this disease hit me
0: oh wow so that must have been a big changer like shock to you how did you just like initially react since it's something that affects you physically and you're a very active guy
1: well you know I, I got diagnosed because I was working out in the gym and I started feeling this pain and numbness in my left arm. So I thought it was a pinched nerve, but as time went by and I was ignoring it, it radiated and went down throughout my legs and my upper body to the point where I was partially paralyzed from the chest down and they had to rush me into the hospital. After five days there, I was diagnosed uh, with MS. When, you know, when I left the hospital, I didn't even really even know what MS was. I never heard of this disease. So I started investigating and went online and kind of looked at what people that have MS go through. And it was pretty depressing. I I couldn't really go into the gym at the beginning because it was so hard for me to coordinate. I I couldn't even hold dumbbells in my hands. It was just a really terrible disease at the beginning stages. And I had to really reinvent the way that I worked out to be able to go back into bodybuilding and it did take me about a year and a half after the diagnosis to get back into the gym and start training again.
0: Hmm. And how did you feel emotionally? Did you kind of just immediately say, "Oh, I'm going to get through this?" Or did you have any moments of depression?
1: Well, you know, there was there was always that struggle of, you know, this is a terrible disease. It's making it very difficult for me, and it was a little bit depressing. But, you know, I'm a man of faith. I used to be a youth pastor. So, you know, my my belief in God is what really got me past all that negativity. And the part of me that wanted to be depressed, I would just fight it through my faith.
0: Hmm. Oh, nice. Okay, so so I'm sure you had moments, but you were really able to stay strong overall. Uh, But it took you one and a half years to get back to working out?
1: Yes, and uh, it was difficult. In fact, when I first decided I was going to go back into the gym, I snuck in to a gym that wasn't a bodybuilding gym. It was a, it was a real fancy fitness center, and I went about five in the morning when no one was there, and I <laughs> wore a bunch of sweat clothes. But this was in Florida, so I was really really hot. But I didn't want anybody to see this withered body that I now had, so I, I kind of hid that for a little bit, and then a couple of buddies of mine who were bodybuilders, competitors, and trainers, and they just took me to the gym and said, look, you know, you need to get back into bodybuilding. This is what you do. And after a few months of working out with these guys, I started putting the muscle back on and said, you know what, I think I can compete again. So that's really what started happening in my head as I started thinking I could really overcome this as a bodybuilder.
0: Hmm. So it sounds like when you first got back to the gym, you were a little like uh, self-conscious, and so at that point you didn't, you, you weren't even thinking you could compete again, it sounds like.
1: No, I was lucky I could lift five pound dumbbells when I wow. first got back into the gym. You know, it was hard to, to stand up without falling, it was hard to hold dumbbells, you know, the coordination wasn't there, the pain was constant, the numbness and the tingling in my hands and my legs were always there, so it was, it was a difficult uh, task, but you know, I just said I, I've got to do this because the alternative was just, you know, what the doctor said. And they said I would be in a wheelchair in six months. And and I wasn't because I wouldn't allow my body to do that. Huh.
0: And it, when you say you wouldn't allow, is that because you decided you would just, you know, start working out again or because you mentally wouldn't allow?
1: Well, both. I mean, mentally I refused to let my body go into a wheelchair, because I knew if I did that, I would never get out of it. Mm -hmm. So mentally, I just was strong and said, look, I'll hold on to walls if I have to. But also physically, once I started working out, and I started getting stronger, I knew that I would never be in a wheelchair.
0: Mm. So basically, it sounded like the doctors diagnosed you that your muscles couldn't actually rebuild. And you believed that I mean, you, you, you believed your doctors, of course, and then you saw something different when you were working out with your, your friends.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, look, I didn't want to believe the doctors. Mm-hmm. But after reading everything I read on the internet about how devastating this disease is, how debilitating it is, how progressive it is you know, in my, in the back of my head, I saw myself possibly, you know, deteriorating to that point, but I, I just kept fighting and I just wouldn't let that happen. And as I got stronger and, you know, my muscles started coming back and I had, before I got MS, I was about 200 pounds. Okay. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty solid. When I started, started not working out and sitting at home and letting the disease do what it did. I went down to 160 pounds. So when I got back into that gym at 160, and then all of a sudden, I started putting weight on and muscle on and now I'm 180 again, and getting back to that 200. I knew that all I had to do was just keep training and I would get stronger and stronger.
0: Wow. Were you doing any medications or anything else that that helped you get there? You just Uh, fearlessly worked out?
1: No, I refused to take MS medications. I, wow. I just, you know, ate my protein and had my supplements and, you know, took a lot of vitamins and things like that. But it was more, you know, just the physical and mental aspect of this that got me through it.
0: How many, how long did it take you to get back to your 200 pounds and you, you feeling yourself again?
1: Well, I actually got past 200 before I went into that bodybuilding competition in um, 2008. So it took me a couple of years to get to the point where I was over 200 pounds again. And then, of course, I had diet down for the competition and, and get all that extra body fat off of me. But yeah, I, I put on weight pretty quickly once I started training hard again.
0: Hmm. So let's say one and a half years after you're first diagnosed, you, know, you, you go to a fancy woohoo gym and then your friends bring you over to and they start working you out. From that first day where you just stepped into any gym to the day that, let's just say the day where you, you started to just see your muscle grow and you started to feel normal again, how, how long was that?
1: It was just a few months, wow. you know, and after those few months, I started wearing tank tops again. And and wasn't covering my body up because I saw things were happening, you know, and I I was getting all this support in the gym, all these people were rooting me on. And then I had uh, a filmmaker come in with his camera, he did a documentary on what I was doing. And I had like all these people, you know, just cheering me. It just, you know, it it became a momentum for me.
0: Wow, that's big. Yeah, so it sounds like this might have su- surprised your doctors or, you know, most doctors, it sounded like would have never expected. Is that a pretty surprising thing for you to have for someone with MS to have that change so quickly? I mean, in a few months from starting, where are you know, a lower point to seeing a lot of muscle growth.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty shocking. In fact, in the documentary that was shot, one of my doctors, one of my neurologists said that he does not recommend what I'm doing. He thinks I'm crazy. And then there was another doctor who's a sports medicine doctor who basically said um, he thinks I was doing the right thing and that if anyone can do it, I can. But I did shock so many people by being able to train as hard as I could. And, you know, you got to remember, I wasn't young, you know, at that point, I'm heading to be 50 years old, you know, so it wasn't like I'm a 20 year old kid, you know, fighting a disease and you know, I, uh, I had my age was against me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. So that's incredible. So you enter this your first fitness competition since uh, being diagnosed, you you do well, you know, so you feel pretty, it sounds like you were on a you know really positive ride there. What did you decide to do after?
1: Well, okay, so after this competition, you know, I had a standing ovation, and I had all these people on the internet reaching out. And you know, my ego started to get, I think, a little bit of the best of me. And I started thinking, well, you know what? I could compete all over the place. I could go all to different states and I can compete. My, my wife, Kendra, who's very grounded and, you know, she's an RN. She's a registered nurse. So, you know, how hard is to help people. She just basically said to me, Dave, you know, this is great for you, but what are you doing for other people with MS other than giving them a little bit of inspiration? You know, how are we helping them? And I said, well, I'm really not trying to help anyone with MS, I'm trying to help myself. <laughs> and she said, well, you really need to re-examine that because I think that you know God's given you this ability to influence people and to work with people. And you have this disease, why don't you use it for the good of other people with MS? So I threw out the idea of competing anymore and I put in the idea of let's help people all over the world who have MS understand the importance of fitness understand how to get fit and help them to do that and that's when we started the ms fitness challenge charity
0: Hmm, i see when you got that up and you started people started reaching out to you how did that feel
1: well it felt great because i was actually seeing people saying to me that i'm changing their lives that they're feeling better because they're exercising and you know, they're not listening to doctors who are telling them to just sit on the couch and, and, you know, watch television. They're doing something. They're moving. I gave them hope. So it made me feel great.
0: Oh, yeah, that's amazing. OK, so I know that so you started this uh, charity and then you also started some at some point you became senior fitness director for MS workouts. What is I know that's an online membership site, but if you could tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, so MS Workouts was started by a group in Texas at a neurological clinic there. It's one of the top clinics in the United States. And they wanted to help people with MS. So they they have neurologists, they have uh, physical therapists, they have personal trainers and all of this in this location at a clinic. And they started filming exercises for people with MS. But they found me online and they said, you know, we don't have someone with MS in our group and someone with all your experience in exercise and nutrition and fitness, would you be interested in helping us to bring better programs out to to people with MS? And I said, sure, because these guys were dedicated to helping people with MS. So now we have hundreds of people that are members of this online service where they can go on and and custom design their own programs with over 100 exercises that we've created for people with ms
0: oh okay that's really neat so you help them with that program what was the after the ms fitness challenge charity that you created and then you started helping ms workouts what point did you create start to create your own projects with ms related that were like just general for-profit ventures
1: Well, I didn't do for-profit, really, for MS. I I do that for the Baby Boomer, the Over 40, Mm -hmm. Over 50 group. With MS, I created the MS Fitness Challenge Gym Facebook group, which is also a group of over 7,000 people that have MS that are interested in fitness. And they can get online programs through us that don't cost anything. Mm -hmm. We also go around the country and we do 12-week challenges at different gyms, where we work with people for free. So with MS, I really never capitalize on the MS community. I want to help them. But I do work with people outside of the MS community or people that have challenges of different types or are just aging that want to work out. And I've been doing that pretty much you know, for over 40 years. I've been training people and working with people. So it was a natural with the online industry uh, growing so much to create what i call the optimal body personal fitness training
0: program oh i see okay uh, yeah that makes a lot of sense so tell me how did you and did, when did you start the optimal body fitness program
1: well optimal body we started several years ago but i didn't i did more of that one-on-one it was probably last year about a year ago that we Uh, Launched the Optimal Body Personal Fitness website, which is actually obpfitness.com. And it's a a membership, but also there are some free products that we offer people. I offer a free nutritional guide. You know, we work with people on training as well as the memberships.
0: Mm, okay did you is is it just you i see your wife on that so i'm not is this just a venture for you and your wife that you guys put it together yourself or what is there like a, a person who came to you who was like i'll produce this
1: well my, my son derek is a um, internet uh, marketer He's works with some big companies and he does all that he's the one that suggested uh that i do this and and really bring it out he said because there's so many people doing online training, but you know I'm very uh, specialized in how I do it. The way I train people is very, very different than most of the things that you're going to see out there. I use training methods that a lot of people don't use. I use resistance bands in a way that most people don't use. So it's my program. My wife, of course, always helps me with all my uh, ventures, but my son Derek is the one that runs all my online programming.
0: Okay, so let's so it's still a family business, you still have your hands in understanding how most of it works. Could you just tell me because I think there's a lot of people who want to start their own online membership fitness business. And they're not sure where to start or if it's even worthwhile, the immense of time and tech setup investment. Like how well, did you get started even, you know, how did it how did you even put it together?
1: Well. Look, like I said, my son Derek does the online uh, marketing and he sets everything up on the website. And if anybody is interested in having someone help them to do that, they could connect with me and he can do that for them. But the key really for all of these trainers is you have to separate yourself from the, the mess. There's so many trainers out there and there's so many trainers trying to do online programs now because they think it's easy. But unless you have a story to tell, and unless you're different than someone else, you're not gonna make the type of money that you wanna make. You also have to have a program that makes sense. You can't just do cookie cutter training and throw that out there and expect to make a lot of money doing this. You have to have, number one, the story, and you have to have, number two, the experience, and you have to have, number three, the program that separates you from everybody else.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. It's time for our quick break. Hey, Christy here. I hope you're enjoying the show. I know in each show we cover a ton of tips, and maybe you're out and about and wish you could write something down. No problem. Come on over to fitnesssecrets.co, that's fitnesssecrets with an S.co, and check out our edited transcription of today's show. We are all about main ideas, so it's easy for you to start implementing these tips today. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter so you get free marketing, planning, and operations for your fitness business. Okay, back to the show. Okay, so let's say uh, someone does have a niche and they've been working with people and seeing results. Did you, so you just recorded, do you record videos in this membership site? Do you actually create a custom meal plan for each person? How, what do you yeah. offer? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so so we have video that demonstrate the way that I expect people to train. So I have several programs. One is the Optimal Body uh, HD training system, which can be done at the gym with free weights and machines. Then I have the Optimal Body Resistance Band training system which is using resistance bands so we have video that show people exactly how to do these movements that i tell them to do and then i custom those programs for your specific needs so let's say you come to me and you say that you need to lose 50 pounds and you also have a bad knee and you can't squat anymore well, I'm not going to give you the same program that someone who doesn't need to lose more than 10 pounds and is perfectly healthy. You know, everybody has to um, have a program that's custom designed. You can't give people just one program and say, hey, this is going to fix all your problems and it's going to get you into top shape. That is the problem with the insanity programs and the 30-day beach bodies and all those things. They, They only work for a small group of people and then after that, they don't sustain the, the results because they're not sustainable programs. What I offer is a lifestyle. And I think that that's what trainers really need to do. They need to connect with their clients online and give them something that they're doing for them specifically. Even if it's a membership program or an online program, you can still custom that for your clients. And that's what I do.
0: Mm, Okay. So you customize, you actually create a custom program. How do you send them a custom program? Is it just an email with specific links for, or do you write it out? Like, how do you make it, do it, but it also be time efficient for you?
1: Well, what I do is I get someone to send me their information. So they're going to tell me what their limitations are, what their goals are. And then I already have all of the exercises and everything video and also in 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 illustrations so there's photos so all of those can then go to those people so it's it's very less time consuming than having to videotape specifically for each person but you do have to spend the time to give someone not just a blanket diet program but a diet program that works within the foods that they like and you also have to give them Uh, the training session that works for what their goals are so there is there is time that has to be invested as a trainer but if you videotape all the type of movements for your specific program then you don't have to always just keep videotaping and and, you know taking pictures of the same thing over and over again Mm.
0: and is how much do you charge for access to your site is there different tiers
1: there's, there's different tiers. I mean, there's you know, a, you could come on for as as little as 19.95 a month, and then it goes from there. I mean, I work um, with clients that are paying thousands of dollars a month on very specific programs for them. So you know, the, the the higher end clients that you get, of course, the better because you're getting a lot more money for your time. But through the memberships, if you offer. A discounted membership where you can have hundreds and thousands of people that become part of this membership where it is more of a it's not so custom then you're able to generate income that way but i, I think that it's a, you have to have a combination because it's not a one-size-fits-all for for the community
0: mm, okay so it's you're saying the 1995 is the general, pretty much no customization. And that's for the person that doesn't need specific issues addressed.
1: Right, right. And then they could go on and they could follow our Optimal Body HD program. And they could see that and there, you know, once a month, there's going to be updates that come out that we put on and I talk about different things. So they get access to that as well. But on the custom end, you know, it just depends on what they're looking to do. And then it goes up from there.
0: Mm-hmm. what are what are the different tiers because i'm I'm sure a lot of us want to, if we have an online membership site would love to have those premium premium hundreds or thousands per month what do you what do you offer them in your program for such a premium price
1: well when i get to the premium and and people are spending thousands of dollars you know for a an eight week or a 12 week program it is very custom so we're doing online conversations and online training where i'm watching them uh, where the camera where they're taking their phone and they're actually videotaping their workout so i can critique their form i can correct it if i have to i can add things to it i can make sure that they're doing it the way i want them to do it you know so and then we'll have conversations so it really depends on what the person wants anything You know, it's hard to tell people to charge a specific amount for something. So, you know, I don't like to tell someone you should have a a $19.95 program. You should have a $49.95 program. You should have a $1,995 program. That really depends on what it is that you're offering, how much time you want to give to each client. You know, there's a lot of variables to it. So, again, you know, these type of things really have to be custom-made For the trainer. So a trainer can't just go out and take what I have, put it out there and say, oh, it's going to work for them because it won't. It everything has to be custom to what that trainer is offering.
0: Hmm. Okay. And let's say a trainer is just getting started and it's just curious how you, how you do it, but they know they'll have to change it for their audience. How do you, is the higher price point, is that sort of set up just like training sessions where they get three coaching sessions a week for, you know, every, every week for the eight weeks and then it's sort of, you kind of price it as like $120 per session? Is that how you do yeah. it?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want to do. You want to say, look, you know, I tell people that I don't believe in in a 30 day program because I don't think they work. Mm -hmm. I also don't think that these eight week programs are that great. I I really start on 12 weeks and beyond because if you really want results, you've got to put at least three months into this. And if you're not going to put three months into it, you're not going to see the results that you're really trying to get. So let's say that we started a 12-week program. Well, that 12-week program maybe is $4,000, okay? And for that $4,000 over 12 weeks, you're going to get X amount of training sessions live. You're going to get phone consultations. You're going to get email access back and forth. You're going to get nutritional guidance as well. It really just depends on what you have to offer. Now you have to remember, I have over 40 years experience. I'm not just a trainer. I've got a Bachelor of Science in Nutrition. I've owned gyms, I've trained celebrities, I've trained athletes, I write courses for other trainers. So I'm a trainer educator. So the level that I'm at is a little bit higher than an average trainer. So I can charge more money it's kind of like a celebrity trainer that charges these really high amounts of money because they're working with celebrities well those celebrity trainers have a lot of experience behind them and they can get those dollars when you're a new trainer you don't want to price yourself out of the market because if somebody asks you what's your experience and you say well you know i got my certification from ISSA, you know six weeks ago and i've been training people for a few months It's you're not going to be able to get those dollars and you're going to price yourself where nobody will pay for you. You have to price yourself um, relative to your experience.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And so that's actually still great info. Anyone just getting started about how to possibly set up their own online business. Of course, they'll do it relative to their experience. And I did also want to ask about your TV producing background. It sounded like you've been producing TV before you had MS. And I know that you're working on producing a TV series called Mm -hmm. The Reset Plan now also. What what do you do in TV? Do you, are you just a producer, and or and do you only focus on fitness TV?
1: No, I, I'm, a, I'm a creator, I'm a writer, I'm a producer, I'm an executive producer, and I'm a director. And I've been doing it for over 20 years. I had a hit TV series on called Hog Heaven, which uh, wrote, uh, aired for six seasons and over 100 episodes. I've sold TV series to MTV, Animal Planet, AMC Discovery. So I've been doing this for a long time. Um, the show that I'm producing right now is is fitness and lifestyle related with Lou Ferrigno and his daughter Shauna Ferrigno. It's called the Reset Plan. And right now, what we're doing is we're producing it digitally, so you can see it on YouTube. So if you want to subscribe, you just go to YouTube and look up the Reset Plan, and you can subscribe and see the episodes and the behind the scenes and the questions and answers. From, you know, fitness icon Lou Ferrigno and his daughter Shauna. So that is a fitness series that I'm producing. But most of the series over these years, Hog Heaven was a, a motorcycle TV series where we rode Harleys all over the, the country and into Mexico and Canada. I produced all t- sorts of reality shows and things like that. So, no, I wasn't just fitness-related when it came to TV.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's even more cool. For Let's say for... I can understand for the see, the um, series that you pitch to the TV networks and then they pay you for it. How do you fund and make money for the YouTube shows?
1: Well, YouTube is a very different uh, animal. It's it's you what you want to do with YouTube is you want to monetize it by getting enough viewers that you can go to sponsors and have them you to put their banners up and links to their websites where they can be included in an episode and you talk about their products as long as those products and services align with what your message is in the tv series that's how you monetize it it's it's a little bit different than you know getting paid from a network
0: Mm. it i would maybe because you have connections but i've i mean i've produced a a few tv uh, youtube episodes and i found it really hard to get economies of scale how how do you get you know people to watch it
1: well when you're working with the the name farigna which is one of the most recognized fitness names in the world you know i've got the incredible hulk with me who's been on you know other television series including the celebrity apprentice and and you know it it makes it a little bit easier you Mm -hmm. know when celebrity name attached to a series you have a lot more eyeballs than if you don't
0: mm. okay that helps so l- let's talk about a little bit about your tv background i know it's not fully totally fitness related but i think that i mean i personally always thought it'd be interesting to have a tv show how do you even pitch a network for a tv idea you have
1: it's extremely difficult unless you're in the industry in number one you you need to have, be recognized so networks unless you're an approved network producer they're not even going to listen to you and you know it took me some time to get approved when i first got into the into the industry luckily i sold my first two television shows to fox sports net so after that i was very recognized and you know i had an agent and i had networks who wanted to talk to me but it's it's very difficult it is a very difficult business to be in very hard to get through the doors unless you're known. But the the way you do it is you find a producer, let's say like me, who has those connections, who's already done television shows, who already has an agent. You know, I'm, I'm with UTA, which is a huge agency. So you know, you you connect to a producer and you pitch your show to that producer and bring them on as your partner.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. How did you first uh, get approved?
1: <laughs> it's, it, that, to me, that's a God thing. I, I just, I got, I got lucky. I got, I don't know. I created a couple shows and I ended up being rep, rep by Burt Reynolds' agent
0: wow. who wasn't
1: taking on uh, any new clients, but I was working at a production house in Florida and they were connected to him and he listened to my uh, shows that I created. He loved them. He took me on as a client and then the door was open and, you know, we pitched the shows. I got, got a deal and that's how it happened. But, you know, that's like, I'm like one of those one in 10 million stories.
0: Oh, well, that's really interesting still. All right. So so you kind of need a connection for your first and you're saying for the TV shows. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. so. I know that you're doing a lot of different things. What for actually I did want to ask you remember now for your optimal body personal training, how many members do you have?
1: I I don't know exactly, my son okay. handles that, but it's it's hundreds.
0: Hundreds, wow. Do you know how you guys advertise? You may not know the maybe he handles it, but is it par- primarily through Facebook ads or just fa- like posts or Instagram?
1: It's it's a combination. He does Facebook ads, and which are very effective. But you know, I'm also very well known in, in the fitness industry and and in the MS community. So you know, I just I just did some. I was just on the cover of uh, MS Focus magazine. Uh, the picture of my wife and I that you see on our Optimal Body Personal Fitness website was actually used on the cover focus i just finished an interview for guidepost magazine which reaches 3 million people i write for everydayhealth.com which is the largest um, health and wellness magazine online they reach 70 million uh, visitors a month so i'm out there and what my son does is he capitalizes on that you know i also I was given a Lifetime Achievement Award from Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, I'm in the National Fitness Hall of Fame. I'm the only person, a fitness expert with MS, to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, I've got a lot of ability to be seen through Google. And, you know, so my son uses that, capitalizes on it, runs some Facebook ads and does a lot of posting. And, and we get the, the members and we also get a lot of personal online you know, clients that want me just specifically for them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like an incredible business. When you write for Everyday Health, did, did you just, is that for free? And how do you suggest to go about, since it does take time to write an article, how, how would you suggest a trainer to do that to efficiently attract people to their site?
1: Okay, so Everyday Health, um, I'm a paid columnist. I've mm-hmm. been with them for six years. A magazine like that has to approach you 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 will never get in a magazine like that. That's something because of my notoriety in the ms community. they asked me to write a column about m s and fitness. So that's number one. There's a lot of other fitness magazines and things that you can submit articles to, and you could write you know what it is that separates you from other trainers and submit that. You find topics that you can share information on and you submit those, you know, there are fitness um, sites and magazines that that you can get seen in.
0: Mm, Okay. All right. And how about your certification? I I know some trainers create their own certification and maybe a specific new exercise type. How did you get in get started with creating your own certification?
1: i was approached by the national federation of professional trainers nfpt who's been around for i think like 40 years or more and they asked me to write a course for trainers to be certified for ms so i wrote that and then i was also approached by the medfit network which is an international medical fitness community to do a new more comprehensive course for ms you know, the, the key really is getting out there and getting people to know who you are, making a, a positive name for yourself. But more importantly, you know, do things that help people and do it for nothing. Because when people see that you care about other people, then they want you to be involved in what they're doing. If all you're interested in is making money, you'll never be successful. You have to love what you're doing and you have to do it because you want to help change lives. Once you do that, then it becomes easy for people to see the heart that you have and then ask you to be part of what they're doing.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. For the training course uh, and since you since uh, NFPT approached you, how do you work out the ownership rights since you're also doing it with another organization?
1: Well, I own the rights to my courses. I just allow them to sell them and then we have a percentage of split of the income that comes in. But I own the rights. You know, you don't want to ever give the rights to your uh, proprietary information to somebody else.
0: Yeah, okay, that makes more sense because I thought it was sort of like they they hired you so that would have been hard to to improve it and license it to some another company. Um, yeah, no,
1: I could do what I want with my content because it's my content
0: yeah what is a normal percentage split for the industry when you you do a let's say you keep it and then you share a percentage of the sales
1: depends on the the organization you're working with i mean you know if you have a lot of experience like i do you could demand a high percentage when you're just getting started your percentage is going to be lower there's no set Um, percentage that you're going to be able to look up and say okay well it's normally 60 40 or 50 50 or 70 30 it really depends on who you are and what how badly a company wants you you know if they want your notoriety because you've got it they're going to give you a higher percentage but when you're starting out you know I always tell people don't be greedy at the beginning you know when I sold my first tv series I didn't look to, to become a millionaire Um, on the deal. You know, everybody hears about these multi million dollar deals on television series. And most of that is all hype and garbage. You know, when you're first entering into any industry, you want to get yourself seen. So you don't worry about your percentage, you worry about getting yourself out there.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So let's say let's start off with a celebrity sort of like you, what would be something that would be normal and then compared to maybe someone who just wants to get started, would they really only take 30% and maybe? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I would say it's it's 70-30 in my favor and it would be 70-30 in an organization's favor for a newcomer.
0: Mm. Got it. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. I think some people don't even know that there can be split percentages. Sometimes you just start off just writing for people, I mean, writing a course and just selling it. So I guess it kind of, Depends, but it's nice to know that that's even something to consider if you, you want to create something for another organization.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think that anybody um, that has experience should be giving anything away for free, unless it's a charity situation like what I do with MS. Mm-hmm. I think people need to be paid for what they're doing. Otherwise, you know, you're, you'll go broke just giving things away. Mm-hmm. But you also have to make it so that it's reasonable at the beginning. So you don't want to say to someone, you know, I'm not going to take less than 50% of the profits on, a, on something I'm giving you. You know, you take what you can take, but make sure you take something.
0: Mm-hmm. So this has been really interesting information and in just different fields. So a new, let's say a trainer who's been training for a while wants to do more like publishing, like what you're doing and get more maybe even to TV. And there's all these things that he's probably inspired by you or she's probably inspired by you but reality is everyone has limited time. you know what's making you the most amount of money right now that you know that you might say you know you should start here because from there then you can you know try out different things because a lot of people are not able to you know work for free for for longer than a month.
1: Yeah, it's you know that's a hard question because most of my time is spent on my charity which I don't get rich from at all. Mm. You know, I make very little for my time through my charity you know the 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 bigger money is made through courses and things like that that's passive income for me because it's out there like you know i'm a partner at ms workout so i get a percentage of all the money that comes in there every month and that's just a check that i see i get paid for my course from the nfpt and i only had to write it once but i'm paid every month you know, MedFit Network would be the same thing. I wrote the course with a co-author, and we get paid, you know, every time it's sold. But it took us, you know, a long time to write it. But after that, we're done. Television, very, very similar. You know, there's residual that could be made, and there's sponsor dollars and things like that. But with TV, you're constantly producing new episodes. So it's very time consuming even for YouTube. You know, you're, you're doing a lot of time-consuming production. So um, it, it really depends on the passion of the person. You know, I don't want to steer someone into one way or the other of which direction to make money. You have to say to yourself, what do I love doing the most? And that's what you spend your time. Because the money comes when you're passionate about something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow, so this is definitely a lesson in... Yeah passion and also pairing it with, you know, passive income, things that can kind of bring you ongoing money in the future. How long did it take you to create the, let's say the MS Fitness workouts?
1: The, the, the one for NFPT took me about four months to complete. The one for MedFit was about six months to complete. And that's with help of a co-author. Um, there's a lot to do and a lot to video and a lot to write. You know, so you have to have the time to be able to put into it. You have to be able to take time away every day and lock yourself in a room and do what you need to do to get it done. So, you know, every everything takes different amounts of time, like Optimal Body Personal Fitness, my online program. You know, that took me several weeks of filming and, and putting plans together. But then, of course, it's ongoing, depending on what someone wants from me. But, you know, with all that exposure that I got from MS and everything else in the fitness business, you know, I just signed a deal to endorse a new product and I get paid every month for mm-hmm. just putting my name on something. So, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a lot of opportunities once you're out there and you get known. But again, it, it really, the key is what it is that you're passionate about in the fitness industry. Find that passion and go for that passion. And then you worry about how you're going to make money.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just writing this down. So find that passion, go after it, uh, get yourself out there and hopefully opportunities like these come in where you're able to create content that can be, create passive income. That would be yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> well, well, here's another, another thing, you know, like for me, I'm always interested in, in helping other people. So, I get people that come to me and say, hey, you know, Dave, I'm new in the business. You know, I've, I've created this or that, and I don't know how to get it out there. Would you help me? And I'll work with them and I'll bring them in, let's say, and make them part of a, a section of what I'm doing for Optimal Body, and I'll work out a split with them as well. So another suggestion is you find someone like me mm-hmm. that you can coach and say, hey, I'm not out there yet, but I want to be out there. Let me show you what I'm doing. If you see value in it, let's partner. So, you know, there's opportunities there as well. And I'm always open to those.
0: Oh, nice. Thank you. I mean, that's awesome and appreciate it. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you regarding either learning or checking out your websites, how can they do that?
1: Well, the charity website is Mm -hmm. MSFitnessChallenge.com. The Optimal Body Personal Fitness site is ob pfitness.com so you could see that uh, what i'm doing with the american gladiators i'm i'm working as the head of their licensing for american gladiators fitness they could take a look at that at the american gladiators fitness.com um, and then if they want to reach out to me they could always email me directly at david at MSFitnessChallenge.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Well, he's definitely someone you want to know clearly. So this has been really educational and I think something we can all aspire to and also just your journey. So thanks so much for being on the show. It has been amazing.
1: Well, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to seeing what you're doing later on, too.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, David. Take care.
1: All right. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end .co. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnesssecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.